family. Can y'all hear me? Let me know if you can hear me okay. Let me know if you can hear me okay. This is something I've been meaning to talk about. I was talking to uh, Jamisa, Miss Rosebuds. Um, I was talking to her, I think like a week and a half ago. And uh, we were talking about, I'm good, I'm good. We were talking about, uh, you know, the entrepreneur's journey to success. We were talking about, where are you about to go cut some wood? Oh no, I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm in Puerto Rico. Um, we were talking about the stressors of um, of uh, an entrepreneur and the journey uh, that a successful entrepreneur takes to get at the top of their hill. Um, uh, Startup shit, you said how much for uh, one hour of consulting? Uh, right now I'm at seven fifty an hour. Seven fifty an hour as of right now. For this month. But um so we uh so we were talking about this journey. The journey ones one takes to getting at the top of the hill of their entrepreneurial journey. And the key is, is that what I was able to identify was that um, a lot of us entrepreneurs deal with PTSD and don't even realize it because we subjugate, because we subjugate, we subjugate PTSD only to only to being in like physical war, um, going to Iraq. Um, going to um, going to uh, Japan uh, and, and fighting in a war or something like that. I thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Going to Japan and fighting in some war or something like that. And what happens is that a lot of us don't know that you're, we're suffering from PTSD as an entrepreneur. And what I mean by PTSD is most of us don't even know what PTSD is. Y'all know I'm a teacher, right? So I'm going to show you all the definition. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a mental health condition that triggered by a, that's triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, severe anxiety, as well as uncomfortable thoughts about the event. Um... The road to trying to change the trajectory of your family's life is a traumatic event. Dealing with denial from family members is a traumatic event. Uh, uh, being isolated and ostracized from society because they think that the road that you're going on is stupid and dumb is a traumatic event. Being called a terrible father or mother because you're trying to do more for your family and you're working long hours leads to, again, being ostracized, which means separated from the, from the crew, is a, is a traumatic event. Um, uh, trying to figure out uh, how to stay alive. Do y'all understand that most entrepreneurs be in fight or flight mode for at least three to five years? 
Do y'all understand that? Do y'all understand how many entrepreneurs uh, feel alone and isolated by themselves? Nobody understands them and they're trying to figure it out. Uh, trying to figure out how they're going to put food on their table. Trying to figure out how they're going to survive to the next month. Trying to figure out what they, what, what do they have that can help them be able to get with the dreams that God called them. That is PTSD. And what happens is, and I just noticed, um, uh, uh, and I just noticed, um, these are all stressors that when I talk to my entrepreneurial friends, you see them, you see, you see them snap. Like when you bring up like a traumatic event or being isolated or feeling alone, you see entrepreneurs start crying. They can be 20 years down the line of their success and still get emotional with overcoming feelings of being alone. It's PTSD. And a lot of us have never addressed, uh, thank you, a lot of us have never addressed the real issues that come with trying to get on this road to success. You literally, when you think about it, you're literally at war. What are you trying to do in a war? You're trying to conquer territory without being killed. What are you doing as an entrepreneur? You're trying to conquer uh, 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 uncharted waters and territory without being killed and destroyed. Sometimes it feels like you're suffocating. Question number one, if you're an entrepreneur, sometimes it feels like you're suffocating because it's like, I gotta win. I just gotta win or else. Person number one, if that's you. Person number one. Question number one, if that's you. You feel like you're suffocating. Nobody understands you. You feel like you're speaking a whole nother language. <laughs> you start questioning yourself on a battlefield. Entrepreneurs, this is why surrounding yourself in an environment where you can where you can vent and be honest is important. This is why getting a counselor is important. This is why a lot of entrepreneurs get hooked up on drugs and alcohol and, and, and overcompensate with a bunch of men or women. Um, most successful entrepreneurs prefer to be alone. Most successful entrepreneurs prefer to be alone. They find peace. They would much rather be to themselves and isolated from the world. Why? What do, what do people from the military, what do they like to do? They like to be isolated from the world. Why? Because you can't, you can't comprehend what they've been through. Nor can you relate. So the language that they speak is typically a different language. That's why they prefer to be alone. That's why they prefer to be by themselves. And most successful entrepreneurs don't like to be around people like that. It takes, it takes. It takes 
a special person or group of people. This is why it takes a special purpose or a group of people to get the entrepreneur out of their comfort zone of being with people. Why? As an entrepreneur, do you know how many times at war somebody gets stabbed in the back from betrayal from people that were supposed to be on the same team as them? talking about PTSD as an entrepreneur. I'm talking about PTSD as an entrepreneur. So when you at war, somebody stabs you in the back, what do you typically do? You snap. Anytime somebody makes any moves that resemble they are about to backstab you. What do you do? You snap, you get defensive, you crowd up, you crouch up, you get angry. And guess what? Even with your spouse or significant other. So when your spouse or significant other is not an entrepreneur and they bring up things that you don't even realize subconsciously, your PTSD is keeping you, you're snapping back and you immediately snap, you, you snap. When you flash out, when you have a flashback that makes you latch out, it's hard for you to connect. You got PTSD. You got PTSD. As an entrepreneur, I find myself zoning out. I find myself zoning out when people are talking to me, especially new people. Because I'm literally trying to figure out what is their angle and what are they trying to do to kill me. Not physically kill me. But what are they trying to do to dismantle everything that I built with my company? That's PTSD. Where you can't get rid of what has happened to you, the traumatic things that has happened to you. I've been sued. I've been sued. Glory to God, we beat that. I had a best friend steal over forty thousand dollars from me. I've had business partners betray me. I had people that say they got my back, leave me hanging. So it's hard for me to make friends. So if anybody comes up to me talking about partnerships, I'm immediately trying to find all of the all of the red flags and triggers. To dismantle them before they dismantle me.
So what do you do as an entrepreneur when all of these things happen to you? You backstab. You're shot in the back. Matter of fact, there have been times in my business There have been times in my business where I like to say people left me for dead. And what do I mean by that? I was out on the battlefield building our business. And people stole from me, set me up in a bad way. Thinking that who they're introducing me to is my partner or my friend, then they end up stealing my ideas and my content. This is this is why I start understanding the importance of having a lawyer. And then from there, guess what happens? I'm about to lose my business. I'm about to lose my business. They left me there to die. Oh, Jake can't come back from this. Took my agents, took my contracts for my appointments as an insurance for, as an insurance uh, marketing organization. Had no contracts, had no team, no support. Couldn't even pay my uh, uh, couldn't pay the rent for our building anymore. I was hiding from the landlord. That's who tried to sue me, but we got out of that. They left me for dead. As a matter of fact, started telling everybody what's going on. Started telling everybody how I stole from him. When he took from me. Tried to throw dirt on my name. It was happened more than once. Left me for dead. Left me from dead. Left, I felt like I was in like a desert. And I was bleeding everywhere. And I'm phasing in and out. Because why? What am I phasing in and out of? I'm phasing in and out deciding do I want to continue to fight for my dreams? Or kill my dreams? And, and, and be a walking dead zombie going after everything that God didn't have for me. Did I want to stop this pursuit of freedom and happiness? Or did I, did I decide to say, or did I decide to say, well, I'm in and out, right? So what happens when you're about to die? When you're on a battlefield, you get shot. You start thinking, is it worth living? What do I have to live for? Uh, 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 what, what did I have? What do I have? What do I have at home? And in that decision is fight or flight. At that moment, I had a fight or flight. No contracts. No contracts is like being in the desert with no phone, no contacts, nowhere to go, nowhere to, no one can help you. You have to just survive off of sheer will.
Hey, listen, family, at the ABS firm, we teach families all across the country how to build their own bank. Yes, I said it, how to build their own bank. If you're looking to try to get out of debt, stop borrowing money from everyone else's bank without building your own family banking system, you need to get in our private banking blueprint where we literally show you exactly what we did to not only build our own private banking system for our company, but what I did to build me and my wife's and my family's private banking system so that you can be able to not only guarantee wealth for your family, but you can now learn how to be your own bank. How cool would it be to learn not only how to be your own bank, but to actually become your own bank? So go to privatebankandblueprint.com, privatebankandblueprint.com, so that you can learn 25 hours coursework, videos, questions, everything that you need. And you will also be able to talk to one of our ABS advisors to be able to set you up your own family bank. Family, this is true. It is possible. You just have to go see it for yourself. So privatebankingblueprint.com. Don't wait. So I rebuilt the company. I told myself, if I'ma die, I'ma die fighting my ass off. So if I never get out this desert, I just don't get out. But I ain't sitting here. Soon as I make it out, started getting momentum. Happened. Started building up momentum again, rebuilding my company, getting to 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a month again from scratch. My best friend at the time, no longer my best friend anymore, he tries to, you know, keep coming back in my life. Finally gave him a contract he didn't deserve. He went and he went and wrote a whole bunch of bad business. He walked away with like 40 G's and left me the debt to pay. Cause it was bad business. So they all charged back. And in the insurance and financial industry, that's called a chargeback. It's like all of your clients ask for a refund. So he walked away and left me to pay for his debt. Right when I got out the desert, I got shot in the back by my best friend. One of my top agents one of one of my top agents. Jump ship on me. He decided to go with another company. While I'm shot in the back. That's like, that's like being at war. You just get shot in the back by somebody in your platoon.
I'm in a hospital bed. And your best soldier come to you and say, I love you. But I'm going to go rock with them. So, just came out the desert. First guy who, first guy who sh tried to kill me in business. Uh, 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 who tried to kill me in business? Thought that I would never come back to the industry. They tried to dead in my name in the industry. It was bad. Finally get momentum. Best friend steal 40000 from me. Then your best, then your right-hand man, your top salesperson, they dip and go to another company. What would the average person do? <laughs> average person give up and say, man, this is enough. Can't take it no more. And guess what? I was almost there. I was crying. In my wife's, uh, uh, in my daughter room, and my wife came in there, and uh, I filled out like a hundred applications to jobs. I was like, "This is it, this is it." I'm just gonna live the rest of my life. Just, I'm gonna live the rest of my life, you know, not going after my dreams, and I guess I'll just settle. And too much for me. This was in. This was in. This was December 2017. This was December 2017. Only less than four years ago. No, it was. This was December. This was December 2018. December 2018. I was about to quit. December 2018. I was about to hang in a towel. Say goodbye to entrepreneurship. I've given it three years of everything I got. I'm in Puerto Rico. Giving uh, uh, everything I got. I was about to say this is it. And um and um I'm in my daughter's room. Crying. Like, knowing I'm about to say goodbye to my dreams. Knowing I'm about to say goodbye to everything that God said that he had for me. I'm crying. My wife crying. It's funny because my wife always used to be the one to tell me to go get a job. This is what's funny. My wife used to always be the one to tell me I needed a job. And I, I'll convince her I didn't need one. It'll be 90 days. I go make some money for the easier for about 60 to 90 days. And she'll say, maybe you need a job or maybe this, right? So I'm in a room. I got, it's uh, December 2018. I'm crying. I filled out a hundred job applications. I said, I'm about to give up. It's going to be it. 
My wife came to the room. I, I call that my entrepreneurial deathbed. I've been left for dead three or four times. I'm on an entrepreneurial deathbed where you're making a decision. Who do I want to be? Am I going to settle because shit is hard? Or am I going to decide to play bigger? Who am I going to be? First time I ever heard my wife really say that. I'm crying. She come to Taylor room and she says, baby, you can't give up. She says, I've, I've, I've bought into the vision that you've casted too much. You, you, you put too much in it. You've, you've come too far to just give up now. So, she said, baby, um, I'm going to give you 90 days. You got to figure it out. But don't quit yet. In 60 days, I turned the company around. Got us back on track. Built us up, built us up momentum. I was going to quit December 2018. 2019 was my first million dollar year. <laughs> Imagine that. To live a life of what if. All your life. Living with the what if. Not knowing that the compound effort of you not giving up. You are one year away from having your breakout year. Yeah. 2019, first million dollar year. Uh, Twenty twenty. Let's just say <laughs> it was a lot more than a million. Twenty twenty one. We're doing million dollar months. Let's put this in context. I was left entrepreneur deathbed. A business partner left me for dead in the desert. I had no contacts, no connects, no contracts, no nothing. I climbed tooth and nail to come back just to breathe. Your business partner still, your best friend steals $40,000 from me, shoots you in the back. Your top salesperson tells you that he's gonna go work with somebody else. Right when you needed him the most, when you gave him all the game, you set him up, he, when you needed him the most, he dipped on you. You cannot tell me that that story doesn't resemble the story of somebody at war. So a lot of entrepreneurs, when you ask them what's the shortcut, 
when you ask them and you question certain things when they've already provided you results and proof the reason why they snap is not because they don't love you it's because they having flashbacks how dare somebody try to question and I got, I got scars all over, I got scars all over my body. How dare? <laughs> How dare you ask for a shortcut? When I damn near died to make this dream happen. How dare you question the validity of my success? How dare you try to chastise me or critique me? Or try to tell me what I should be doing? And you ain't done half, a third, a quarter, a tenth of what I've done. This is why when you, when, you, when, you, when entrepreneurs get together, we rarely ever talk about how much money we make. We rarely ever talk about uh, all the nice cars and stuff that we purchase. You know what we talk about? We talk about war stories. When we got shot on the battlefield of entrepreneurship. When we got backstabbed. When we got left for dead. When, when, when everyone left us. When people called us bad fathers and, and, and bad brothers and, 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 and terrible partners and terrible husbands and terrible wives. When, when, when your significant other is questioning your love for them or this or that and you like I, I die for you because when you look at success entrepreneur you see all this success <laughs> but you ain't seen how many times I died to get back here I died to make sure you got what you need. I died to make sure we got a staff to pay. <laughs> so a lot of entrepreneurs who have made it to the top got undiagnosed PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And there are trigger words that you may say. When, a, when an entrepreneur is taking their time to teach you the game they're doing for you is coming from a place of sacrifice. Yeah. Because every time they pour out something to you, or pour out advice to you, or educate you, they can pull from a place where they damn near died to get that information. <laughs> Yeah. You know the craziest thing? Now there are scammers who portray themselves to be entrepreneurs. Got it. There are countries that do the same. I mean, that's, there are good leaders and bad leaders. Like, you know, you deal with it. Because I look at everything as a warlord. I look at everything like at war. Like I'm at war. Um, but customers scam more than entrepreneurs. You buy shit, then do shit with it, and you ask for your money back. 
or you go through the program because you're trying to steal content and then you try to tell your bank that you didn't get information. So you're literally stealing from the life of someone who died for that information. You come into programs and education systems and you're learning. You're learning from people who have come back to give you life that the information that they died for and then you don't even take the time or chance to implement that in your life. You know how many sleepless nights, moments of scarcity, survival of do I, do I feed my, myself and my babies or do I deny myself of eating? Can I tell y'all a secret? The reason why I usually eat one time a day is because when I first got started, I had to make a decision. Do I feed myself or do I feed my business that can potentially feed me in the future? Then it went from, I got so busy in feeding the business that the business started going that I had to then continue that I got too busy to eat. So now when I have the time and the money to eat, I'm still, I'm still in, 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 in PTSD mode that if I start eating more, I'll get complacent and I'll lose everything I have. Do you understand the stress of that? You understand that stress as an entrepreneur, that PTSD that comes with that? Or when you or, or when you when you working with an entrepreneur who's built it from the mud, died for to give you opportunity, then you don't take advantage of the opportunity. You taking the bread but not giving your all. You know what that do to an entrepreneur? Flashbacks. Flashbacks of times when you almost died to make everything happen to give comfort to somebody else's income. This is why BWO is important for the culture. Because you have five brothers who've been at war in five different territories that are coming back to teach you how to take advantage and how to grow your family. How to take advantage of what you need to uh, get taken advantage of. Who are literally sharing with you war stories, where and where not to do, where to go, to, to overcome landmines that may blow your ass up. And you're not taking advantage of it because you, you think that 1010 that you paid, you think you think giving us your, uh, uh, your uh, refund check, what's that, your stimulus check, you think that's enough to truly suffice for all the death that we didn't encounter just to bring you information that can make you hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars? Do you really think that that's comparable or compatible? When you bring things into context, I'm teaching you game of how not to be screwed in business by somebody who stole $40,000 from me. So when you learn business, you learn protocols to be able to keep people from taking advantage of you. I'm saving you $40,000. The key to this is, if you have an entrepreneur in your life that has made it, they're at the top of whatever hill that they have to climb. Please don't take advantage of them. Because they deal with PTSD. They deal with it too. And if you're an entrepreneur that's made it and you're looking at this, go see a counselor. Go get a life coach. Because post-traumatic stress disorder is real. 
and it will stop you from excelling and progressing because you'll get too stuck in where you are. Because everything will be a trigger for you. I'm getting better. I promise you I am. But let me tell you something. If you're not a part of BWO, BWOacademy.com. Join the order because we want to help you take your life to the next level. Peace.